Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the pastoral epistles of St. Paul with this message entitled, The True Pastoral Ministry, preached November 29, 2015. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. The true pastoral ministry. That's a subject I want to preach to you. In our text, 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 7, the true pastoral ministry in Christ's holy church, as St. Paul instructs Pastor Timothy. The apostle is convinced that genuine faith dwells in Timothy as well as the Holy Spirit dwells in him. Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear, cowardice, but of power, love, and sound mind. Therefore, a pastor should not be ashamed or afraid of the gospel that declares that Jesus Christ, by his death, By his death on the cross destroyed our death, the wages of sin, and brought life and immortality to every elect who repent and believe on him. A pastor especially must suffer for this gospel and die if needs be. As he proclaims the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. Timothy is to guard the deposit of the gospel by living it and faithfully proclaiming it. God entrusted this gospel to the apostle as we read. In chapter 1 verse 11. And of this gospel I was appointed. A herald and an apostle and a teacher. The apostle entrusted this gospel to Pastor Timothy. And he is to entrust it to faithful men. That they in turn may teach others also. And this teaching and preaching must continue in the church until the return of Jesus Christ. So, Timothy is to entrust the gospel and the ministry to faithful men and leave Ephesus to be with Paul in Rome who is about to be killed. That Timothy may succeed Paul in the ministry. Timothy, Titus, and others. The church continues to exist in the world. And in the church, pastors and teachers are preaching the gospel. In every generation, we need pastors and teachers to preach And teach the apostolic gospel without any change. 
There are four imperatives in this section. I will speak about these four imperatives. Be strong in the grace. That is first. Pastor must be strong. But you therefore my son be strong in the grace which is in Christ Jesus. My son be different from those Asians like Phygelus and Hermogenes who abandoned the apostle and the gospel. They were weak and unfaithful. Instead Timothy, be like Onesiphorus and me, your spiritual father. Timothy, be unafraid. Be loyal and be obedient to the gospel. Be strong in the grace which is found in Christ Jesus only. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus in eternity. This grace is made manifest for our salvation in the life, death and the resurrection of Christ. In other words, in the gospel proclaimed. This grace is an all-inclusive word for the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we read in John 1.17 For the law was given through Moses Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ In 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound to you So that in all things at all times Having all that you need You will abound in every good work Be strong, Timothy. I say to all men who are weak because of feminism, be strong, men, fathers, husbands, preachers, be strong. It is a present imperative. Be strong continually. Be strong for the task of pastoral ministry. Be strong, not in yourself, but in the grace, in the Lord, in the power of his might to preach and teach the gospel, to guard the gospel, to wrestle against the devil and win in Christ. As we read in Revelation 12:11, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Be strong in your prayer life. Be strong in the study of the scripture. Understand In Christ, we are already more than conquerors. 
So Paul says in Philippians 2, Therefore, my dear friends, as you always have obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good purpose. And he says also, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Peter in his own strength denied Jesus three times. But in the strength of the spirit, he preached the gospel and endured much hardship and died in faith the death of the cross as Jesus himself predicted. Saint Calvin says, what God demands by his word, he likewise bestows by his spirit. There is no excuse for you if you are a Christian not to do the will of God unless you are arrogant. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The second imperative entrust and teach. Timothy is to entrust to other men what was entrusted to St. Paul by Christ and was entrusted to Timothy by the apostle. That is the gospel. The gospel is not something secret, mystical. Paul publicly proclaimed the gospel and Timothy heard it all his life along with many others. He is to entrust this gospel to trustworthy men. Timothy is not to add to it, subtract from it, misinterpret it. He must entrust the whole gospel to faithful men. He must preach the whole counsel of God. So Paul says in Acts 20 and verse 20, You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be profitable to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. And verse 27, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole counsel of God, the full gospel. Friends, the gospel is the very word of God. It is not man's word. So we read in 1 Timothy 2 verse 13 and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God which is at work in you who believe. Not in those who do not believe. It is the tradition 
What Paul received, he passed on to Timothy. Timothy is to pass it on to faithful men until Christ comes. It is the Lord's command. 1 Corinthians 14, 37, if anybody thinks he is a prophet or spiritually gifted, let him acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. That's what I am preaching to you. The Lord's command. What is it? It is the gospel. In 1 Corinthians 15. We read this. Now brothers I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. Which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, notice I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Peter and so on. That is the gospel. And this gospel, same gospel, was preached by all apostles. So 1 Corinthians 15, 11, Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you Believe the same gospel. If anyone preaches a different Jesus. A different gospel. Or a different spirit. He is an agent of Satan. And he is eternally condemned. Friends the gospel must be entrusted to faithful men. Who will persevere to the end. Who will be faithful to the gospel till death. So 1 Corinthians 4 we read. So then men ought to regard us as servants of Christ. And as those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust. Must prove faithful. 1 Corinthians 14, 17 For this reason I am sending to you Timothy my son whom I love who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Friends it is the church's responsibility not seminaries Not Bible institutes. First of all, it is the church's responsibility to train pastors and teachers. And this church fulfills this responsibility. We train a number of pastors and teachers by preaching and teaching continually the gospel. This gospel is entrusted to faithful men, not women. Men, anthropos, 
here means male not just human beings so jesus said for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh the same is stated in 1 Corinthians 7:1 and Ephesians 5:31 anthropos means men listen to the apostle i do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man she must be silent in the church 1 Timothy 2:12 the 12 apostles of jesus and the 70 disciples were all men how do we know who are those called by christ to be pastors and teachers in christ holy church people want to be preachers people want to be teachers they like to be behind the pulpit they like to be seen and heard doesn't mean anything the question is has god called you so we read in ephesians 4:11 it was he the ascended christ who gave some to be apostles some to be prophets some to be evangelists and some to be pastors and teachers what does it mean pastors and teachers are gifts to the church by the ascended christ and acts 20 verse 28 keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which holy spirit has made you overseers be shepherds of the church of god which he bought with his own blood that you want to be a preacher doesn't mean anything that you went to seminary doesn't mean anything a lot of people were with me in the seminary they go to seminaries because they don't like to work hard they want to make a living a reasonable living by not working too hard such gifts of christ they manifest certain spiritual gifts in the church remember peter said find capable men to do this job and they found men of the holy spirit men with wisdom men with power faith and grace so you look for them in the church they manifest themselves with these gifts Romans 12 6 through 8 we have different gifts according to the grace given us if a man's gift is prophesying let him use it in proportion to his faith and so on if it is leadership let him govern diligently and st paul instructed 3 years before how to find these people Testimony 3 1 through 7 here is a trustworthy saying if anyone sets his heart on being an overseer he desires a noble task but that's not all you must demonstrate certain spiritual gifts 
Now the overseer must be above reproach, the husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment of the devil. He must have also a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Such trustworthy men are filled with the spirit and filled with the scripture and live a disciplined and godly life. They in turn will be able to train others to the gospel ministry. So we read in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 15, So then brothers... Stand firm and hold to the teaching we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. And the third imperative, sunkakopateson, endure hardship and persecution. And he said this already in chapter 1 verse 8. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or be ashamed of me his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Friends, every Christian must suffer hardship and persecution. But faithful pastors are to suffer persecution not only from the world but especially also from the church itself as you preach the gospel. They don't like when you speak about their children. He stopped preaching. He is now meddling. Well I have the authority to meddle in your affairs. But the baptism in the Holy Spirit enables us to face all troubles, even death itself. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be my witnesses. And what did Jesus say? Did he say anything about suffering? Luke 14, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters... Yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. We know Timothy was later imprisoned. Hebrews 13, 23. And if you want to know how much St. Paul suffered, read 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-three 23-23. 27, you'll be surprised how much he suffered for the gospel. And even in the Old Testament, people suffered. Hebrews 11:37, they were stoned, 
They were sold in two. How would you like that, sir? Sold in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. I said Stephen was stoned to death, James beheaded, Peter crucified, Paul beheaded. And we saw recently Coptic Christians being beheaded while Christendom stood idle by. Jesus made double-minded, unstable Simon rock like Peter. And he makes his people strong to endure all hardships. And we read we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I can do all things. Calvin what God demands by his word he bestows by his spirit then three illustrations of hardship first endure hardship and persecution as a good soldier friends we are excellent soldiers of Jesus Christ He enlisted us into his army. He is our commanding officer. We are to do one thing only. That is to please him in life and in death. By hearing and doing his will revealed in the holy scriptures. Jesus said. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and do them. Is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Listen to this, Matthew 8, 8 through 9, what the centurion said. He knew something about authority. He knew how to please his commanding officer. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes. Is that true father when you say to your child to do something? I said the 14th means of grace is delegated authority who commands the people of God. Teaching them to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you. And that one come I command and he comes. I say to my servant do this and he does it. Jesus said teaching them to obey everything whatsoever thing I have commanded you. Who is this one who commands? I have received all authority in heaven and on earth. Lord of the universe. As Christ soldiers, Jesus provides for all our needs. Jehovah Jireh. 
1 Corinthians 9 7 who serves as a soldier at his own expense the answer is what nobody as Christ soldiers Jesus provides for all our needs for if when we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son how much more having been reconciled shall we be saved through his life he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things powerful argument heavenly logic Jesus Christ who is given by the father all authority in God's universe a good soldier must not be distracted by civilian secular worldly affairs he has only one ambition purpose and goal in life and that is to please his lord and to hear from him on the last day well done good and faithful soldier come and enjoy your master's happiness soldiers of Christ Jesus friends serves only Jesus not Jesus and money Jesus and power Jesus and fame Jesus and the world and Jesus and the devil friends Jesus is our example he pleased always his father John 8:29 the one who sent me is with me he has not left me alone for i always do what pleases him and see what he said from the cross John 19 verse 30 when he had received the drink jesus said tetelest die it is finished the work the father gave me is finished i have accomplished atonement and redemption and this is what we do please jesus christ yeah. colossians 1:10 and we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the lord and may please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of god friends as christians we refuse to be distracted by the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the boasting of things jesus said luke 8:14 the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on in their way they are choked by life's worries riches and pleasures and they do not mature they do not bring any fruit Luke 9:61 and 62 still another said I'll follow Lord but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family Jesus replied no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for this service in the kingdom of god focus many in evangelical churches like demas have abandoned christ having loved this present world 
We on the other hand endure hardship daily as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. And the metaphor of athlete. An, an excellent athlete is highly disciplined and fit in body, mind and spirit. He is not lazy and self-indulgent. His goal is to win the race by training for the competition. He spends hours running. He eats only proper food in proper amount. He is focused in his purpose. He does all things according to rules. He is not an antinomian. He trains and competes according to the rules. No one wins the crown unless he obeys all rules. Otherwise, he would be like Lance Armstrong, who had to give all his titles for the Tour de France bicycle race because he broke the rules of the race. Listen to what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorned its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such Opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Fit for the race. Acts 20, we read, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. The task of not amassing a lot of money and buying bigger and bigger and bigger houses. Jesus fulfilled the law and he cried out from the cross, it is finished. Jesus won and he was crowned. So Hebrews 2, 9, listen. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. Now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. So that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. He is crowned now with glory and honor, sir. He was single-minded, totally focused to do the will of God all his life. And the third, a farmer. 
A pastor is not a lazy person. He works hard as a soldier, as an athlete, and as a farmer. He endures hardship and persecution daily as he serves faithfully his faithful Lord Jesus Christ, who became obedient to death, even to the death of the cross. He works hard daily until he is exhausted. He labors and toils. He takes no vacation, sir. He strives, struggles, and perseveres. He's patient and he hopes for a good harvest. From early dawn to sunset, he is in the field working as he dreams of a good crop. So Paul says, a hard-working George. You know George means farmer? Gergos. Gay means earth. Ergos means worker. Our father is called George in the Bible. He's the husbandman. I'm the vine. My f- father is George. A hard-working Farmer must be the first to enjoy the fruits of his labor. He is entitled to it. Not a lazy sluggard who refused to work. A lot of people go to school, they don't study. They are lazy sluggard. But they want to eat, sir. Paul taught this rule to the Thessalonians. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. Today our government says if you do not work we will feed you every day. The Bible says that we must work six days a week. And friends Jesus worked very hard. John 4 34 my food said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. Focus hard working Jesus Christ. And John 5.17, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Listen to what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 15.10, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And he says at the end of that chapter, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let me tell you, sir, no lazy person is called to be a pastor. There is no spiritual gain without pain. Friends, beyond warfare there is victory. Beyond athletic competition there is a crown. And beyond farmer's toil there is crop to enjoy. And the fourth imperative, think hard. Think hard. Most ministers are mentally lazy. A good number of them are not born again. 
instead of thinking hard the word of God, they remain ignorant of the gospel. They eat well but not think well. They stand behind the pulpit and crack jokes, entertain and tell stories. They practice deceit of casting out devils and working miracles. Some preach politics and hollow philosophy. And others teach and preach false science of climate change. Others teach lawlessness and immorality. They preach a different gospel. They preach heterodoxy, which is doctrine of demons. A true pastor called of God and appointed by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Church delight in the scriptures. He, like Apollos, is learned and mighty in the scriptures. He studies daily the Bible. He thinks hard and meditates. He asks the Holy Spirit to give him understanding that he may see Christ in every page of the Bible. He asks many questions. Those who come to worship listen carefully the word preached. The word of God is the primary means of grace. The preacher, if possible, study Greek and Hebrew. Study books of pious and learned authors like the Puritans of the 17th century. Think hard. Think critically. Think biblically. The whole Bible tells us what to believe and how to live. And there is a promise at the end of verse 7. A guarantee the Lord will give you insight in all things. And so we read in 1 Corinthians 2. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.12, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. There we read, the spiritual man makes judgments about all things. And 1 Corinthians 2 says, we, the people of God, uh, have what's uh, the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Friends, let me conclude by saying the hard work God will be pleased to reward us on the last day. And he said, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. He doesn't have to give us anything. But he is pleased to reward us. Paul said, 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. 
The man with the one talent was lazy and he was sent to hell. Lazy people will go to hell because they hate God's work. We who endure hardship, we are going to receive a crown. Crown of righteousness, crown of glory, crown of life, eternal life. And Christ comes again. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to believe in the gospel, to believe in Jesus Christ, and by the Holy Spirit endure hardship, that we may work hard for you as we live in this world. Lord, we were darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Help us to live as children of light. Your son told us, you are the light of the world. Help us, O Lord, to shine brightly all of our life. Help us to live for you and die in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.